round of Get This with me, Tony Martin. Ed is on board. Morning, Tone. And a round of applause, please, for the lovely Julia Zamiro. There she is. It sounds like it's raining in the studio. I love that. Do you get that kind of applause on Rockwiz? Oh, it's deafening on Rockwiz. Yes. Totally deafening and uh, really humbling, can I say that? Really humbling. (laughs) And it really keeps me me to keep it real. Right. Um, But um, no, they're absolutely fantastic. I adore them. And um, and then they stop clapping because they want the trivia. They've got answers. The trivia. Yeah, audiences calling out from the floor. And you're going, shush, you're not up here. (laughs) I've got to bring up a subject that everyone seems to be shying about in the media. Rockwiz, Specs and Specs, is there a rivalry? Mm. Is there a hatred? Mm. Oh, look, last night I uh, hosted the Green Room Awards and who Mm. should walk up the stairs? Shut up. You know. The Green Room Awards uh, encourages, (laughs) rewards and celebrates excellence in the arts in Melbourne. So if you've done a play or a bit of dance or some opera (laughs) or perhaps even some fringe and independent theatre, which is pretty good and you think, oh, no one's watching me, you get nominated and people go, good on you, and you go along to this thing and sometimes you can win. What do you win? A piece of paper. (laughs) Is there a three-pack of CDs? (laughs) (laughs) No. No, it really is a magnificent event because you feel like someone's actually watching what you do and the critics actually go, Mm. we like your work. You're avoiding the subject. Specs and Specs, V Rockwiz, (laughs) what's the story? Adam Hills was there and we met for the first time. Mm. The very first time in an official capacity and we were so nice to each other. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm slightly... In a showbiz way. I'm kind of biased because my wife actually worked on the first series of Rockwiz. She did. But then on the other hand, uh, Alan Bro is a friend of mine. So, uh, but then again, I'm not sleeping with Alan Bro. Um, Well, no, no, not any longer. (laughs) But... um, (laughs) What? (laughs) Trying to get a bombshell at the first break. (laughs) Sorry, it's desperate. Look, look, if anything, I suppose Mm. the only, you know, Mm. it's a coincidence the two music shows happen yeah. to have come up at exactly the same time. Although you went to ear first, I think, by about a week and a half. Oh, and can we, you know, sell that forever? I don't think we can. Uh, no, we but look, it's, it was Brian Nankervis's idea. Yes, he came up with the whole concept and um, they auditioned for hosts and I was the lucky lady to get it. And <laughs> he's been, you know, I've seen him peddling Rockwiz for about 20 years have in his, his fabulous uh, warm-ups he does. Is he the best warm-up oh, man I... in the business? And he's also probably the nicest man in the whole world. He's right. just such a support supportive, gorgeous, encouraging person and I think everyone really secretly loves Brian. But also I think Rockwiz is a bit more hardcore because our questions are a little bit harder and a bit more nerdy. Mm. I'd say Spicks and Specs is a bit more general and they have comics on their show whereas on our show we just have musicians yeah. who, you know, have to work together and duet at the end and that's where we put a lot of our time and energy. Well, there's the hard-hitting part of the show out of the way. You can look more relaxed now. I've got that. I just <laughs> I wanted know. to get that out of the way because nobody even mentions it and yet yeah. it is odd that these two shows are going out. Yeah. You can hit me with it several times throughout the hour and I'll be there. <laughs> okay. Sweet. What else are you doing? What, what is this thing you've got on tonight? What's that about? Song for the Socceroos. Yes. Is what it is. Now and Ed's clapping because he's seen it. Yeah. Look, you know, soccer, it's the highest rating thing on SBS and someone said, hey, let's get some shows about soccer happening before it all starts. Good and idea. someone thought anthem. You know, you need an anthem. Yes. We don't have our own Ricky, but <laughs> what can we have out there? 700 people entered. Wow. Some of them were not very good. But How? a lot wait, of wait, them... Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> What was the title of the worst? Can you think of the title of the worstest one? Well, it's not the title, and you'll actually see it tonight, but oh, really? it, all I'll say is it's a man, a ukulele, not many teeth. <laughs> you can't go wrong. No. Oh, you can't. And all, all, you'd almost go, you know what, a bit of reworking that could really... Anyway, 700 <laughs> people entered, and we, we somehow 700. got 12 finalists. Oh, uh, yeah. 
and um, it will be cut down to five. And then those lucky five go into the studio with John Foreman and zhuzh up their song. Okay. Wow. So it's not about the singer necessarily. It's actually about how you make a good song and how you make an anthem because sometimes a good song is not a good anthem. Don't that you th- right? Do you reckon we need a new Australian national anthem? Yes. Do you think we need one? Tick. I think this is about to become the Australian national anthem. Have a Say listen. it with me. We can't afford no gas. Say it. We can't afford no gas. There it is. That's the only song I'm hearing sung out on the streets at the moment. Petrol's going to be up to, is it three bucks a litre? Is that what I'm reading? They're heading towards three bucks a litre. I've got an article about that somewhere. Somewhere. Uh, Russell Russell. <laughs> I mean, I've got something here. Yeah. Something Beck Cartwright returning to acting. Is that what it is? Thank goodness. Well, did uh, she ever leave it or even enter it? <laughs> well, that's it. <laughs> What's she, she going to do? What's she, she doing? She's not going back to acting, but she will return to home and away. <laughs> oh, look. That makes sense. Uh, look, do you want to stick around and talk absolute rubbish with us? Because that's what we do here, I Julie. I you're going to say, do you want a cigarette? I was going, no. <laughs> terribly can't smoke in it. But I'd love to stick around. We can all pop out the front of the studio if you want. And <laughs> fag on to a little <laughs> We'll be back with more on Get This. Alone with you, that's the Sunny Boys here at Triple M. It's Get This right around the nation, broadcasting live from the haunted studio. <laughs> Let's hear a bit of... Thanks for braving the studio with us, Julie. Julia Zamiro is our co-host today. Apparently yeah. I was popping all over the shop. Now look at me do the microphone technique now. Yeah. I'm not going to move from this spot. It's not you, it's the studio. <laughs> Very few people game to come in here and join us on the program. <laughs> oh, yeah, Well done. That's because of your wit. No, it's just because we have a whole <laughs> lot of newspaper articles that we just rabbit on about. That's what we do. Listen to this. Drunk broke into flat to cook pork chops. A New York State man has been arrested for breaking into an apartment and cooking pork chops while drunk. We've all done that. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's not the basis Berlusconi, for us. Berlusconi, tell me about him. What is the latest? Is he still in power, the Italian Oh, Prime he's close to gone. Yeah, right. he's not yeah. looking good. No, he's not. And I think, you know, I think the Italians are finally gone. He actually doesn't do anything and he wastes a lot of money. Let's go with someone who knows how to run the economy. <laughs> but he's good for a laugh. Yeah, he's great. Sure. He's called everyone who doesn't vote for him a dickhead. <laughs> and then the newspapers in Australia have retracted dickhead. Apparently that was translated wrongly. He called them testicles. Ah. <laughs> it's <a> subtle distinction. <laughs> Tatsu, yeah, that'd be it. He described people who don't vote for him as testicles. Mm-hmm. This is the part of the story. I didn't know about this. I'm assuming other people have discussed it. Last Monday, Mr Berlusconi admitted phoning sex chat lines <laughs> to ask the women what they thought of his policy. <laughs> What? And what was the response? How did he go? Yeah, how did he poll? It doesn't, it doesn't say, but would you do that? I wonder what the uh, constituents think. I better just call 1-800-HORNY-BASTARD. <laughs> Find out what they're wearing. No, look, it's a bit like it's a bit like actors asking to find out, you know, what did you think of my performance? You sort of want to know, but you don't. Right. You know, critics or anything like that. Or, you know, there's a few crazy bloggers out there about rock quiz. And I bit once. I actually wrote back to a person who oh, said, don't do how that. many kinds of shit does Julia give you? Julia gives me the shits. And I wrote back and said, in how many different ways exactly? And he wrote back and said, I'm sorry, I wrote that a year ago. I don't think that anymore. I actually do watch the show. <laughs> but I was so mortified that I bit and fell for it. Well, you see, you should, that's only one person. You want to get a second yes. opinion. You want to call one of those sex chat yeah, lines. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just make sure you're doing the right thing. Hello. <laughs> what about uh, this business over the weekend? A senior federal police officer has been suspended for consulting a clairvoyant <laughs> over a threat to assassinate Prime Minister John Howard. Did you follow that story there? Oh, yeah, I, I saw that one. Psychics. Uh, although bound by the federal police's strict code of conduct sure. regarding confidentiality. <laughs> 
the officer turned to a small-town psychic he knew socially <laughs> and disclosed classified information about Mr Howard and the death threats. Knowing investigations had hit a dead end, the officer took matters into his own hands and visited Elizabeth Walker, a Scottish-born medium based in the snowy <laughs> mountains town of Cooma. Did you see her on the news? No. She's wearing a scarf? She, she had a sign out the front. Like, if you're, you know, consulting a psychic on yeah. behalf of the police, you'd want a psychic with, like, a gold plaque. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With, like, um, some stars and some half-crescent moons yeah. on it. Yeah, well, this was just, like, a sign you'd have for party clown inside. <laughs> it was, like, the zaniest sign you've ever seen. Cardboard? Uh, it was. It was actually made of cardboard. Cardboard and texture. Uh, <laughs> that would be too fancy. Um, the ALP spokesman for Homeland Security, oh, yes. Arch Beavis, <laughs> that's his name. What? Uh, said he would be greatly concerned if the federal police were using clairvoyance, sure. especially Scottish clairvoyance. Yeah, wow. oh. In Cooma, here's the here's what the woman herself had to say. I can confirm. I am currently assisting the Australian Federal Police with an investigation. Oh, hi. Listen to that. I like her music. Just let's enjoy her music. That's oh, spooky. Oh, gee. Wow. It's such authority in that voice, isn't there? She sounded like an extra <laughs> from um, that film about the rings. <laughs> How does that film go? Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. <laughs> the Lord of the Flies. She sounds like a hobbit. Uh, maybe she's been helping. But is that a good idea, bringing in How the How did psychics? she go, actually? How did she yeah, go? Yeah, she gone? That doesn't she, say she whether... She the case. Yeah, did I she? I don't know. Wide open. Yes, there has been a threat of assassination, but Madame Zelda is on the case. <laughs> we don't know exactly where the assassin is, but we do know that he is in a better place, a place filled with love and the cherished feelings of his dearly departed. Oh. We also know that the card in his top pocket is the Nine of Diamonds. <laughs> <laughs> but it says here that this woman, um, she reads auras yeah. and past life energies. Oh, who yeah. doesn't? Is that going to help you track down an assassin in yeah. the future? <laughs> Is it going to be um, past life energies? Yeah. John Howard would have a few interesting past lives. Does he have an aura? The Sometimes nah. his comb over will fly up and if the light <laughs> catches it at a certain angle. It's like He's a got nothing. That sort of an aura. No yeah, aura right. at all. But look, you know, when you walk through a crowd of people sometimes, you can sense things from people. Good, that's what she's looking for. She's mm. just looking for that slightly purpley, greeny aura that goes, assassin. If he's in Kuma. Like, yeah, he's in Kuma. <laughs> he's finished. Or she is finished, but outside there. Yeah, I know. She's a bit lost. I don't know. Kuma, it's a pretty relaxed place to be. <laughs> hey, if we've got the national anthem, people want to hear the national anthem again, Bear. Can we have that as we go to the song? The Australian right. national anthem, the new one, the, the gas one, Australian. the better one. Have you got, look at this. This is me just putting the bear on the spot yeah, of the yeah. week, too. Frantic band. Say it with me. We can't afford no gas. We'll be back. We can't We'll be back with more. Get no this. So in just a moment. That's Santana and Stephen Tyler here at Get This. Mm-hmm. Right around the nation, we've got Julia Zamiro co-hosting today. You know her from Rockwiz. You mm. do. And Song for the Socceroos. And Socceroos. Song for the Socceroos, yeah. yeah. The Socceroos, that's the soccer sort of team. Uh, it? Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> so what that's about? Now, we've done this before. This is the, this is the Australian soccer team who have totally yeah. made the World Cup uh-huh. and are going to win it. All right. Gee, look at your optimism and confidence, Ed. Well, I've, I've got tickets to Australia versus Brazil. Right. And people if I, are, if people, I, sorry. So people find that popular? They go along. Some. <laughs> I, I think there'll be other people there. I hope it's not just me. Uh, you're <laughs> going to be going. Yeah, I'm Germany. going. Right. Yeah, I'm going. I'm, Germany. Yeah, I'm. I've got tickets to Australia versus Brazil. 
And you're going to be doing the show down the phone from the soccer, are you? Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to get us exclusive interviews with Costa Rican players. And people wow. will find that impressive? That will be Massively. Good. Okay. Look, it rates through the roof. It's, yeah. if, if, if only people at SBS watch everything else, so they watch the soccer, we'd be laughing. Oh, I'm not being biased against soccer. I just I don't follow any sports. No, at all. Good really. for you. I'm sports dyslexic. I'm one of these people who win a football match comes on. <laughs> I think that it's just a huge piss take and it's the same football match they show every week. And maybe they've changed the clothes. It just looks like the same thing over and over to me. Well, I have a friend who's got a great idea for it. Like, he hates sport and he wants to redo sport so that every game starts with two minutes to go and the scores are tied. So you don't do anything <laughs> right. beforehand and there's only every game is two minutes and scores are tied. That's quite a good idea. And yeah. pe- Oh, and he said the other thing. I said, oh, but then everyone will be fresh. And they're like, and he said, no, no, they, they, they have to run around so that they're all tired and that, <laughs> and that people, right. there's a hat in the start. There's a, at the start of this two minutes, there's a hat. And you pick out, and if you go, oh, no injury, no injury, but some people pick one out and it's got, like, yeah. you know, shattered leg. So they have to get their legs shattered and then right. keep playing. So it's more like a board game, really, than sports. Well, no, Tony. What would sport. you call that? What would that be called? Like, two minutes to go. Yeah. Two minutes to go? <laughs> you, better, you should be, I reckon you should be patenting that by the end right. of the show. You will so get that on television, I can't believe That'll it. That'll be on after, thank God you're here, it's two minutes to go. <laughs> you wait for that. Rock Quiz uh, has not been axed. It's it's still... Uh, oh, look at that. <laughs> I'm only saying that because I'm comparing it with Clever. I'm sorry, Julia. I know it's a fragile industry. I've given you a heart attack. I'm have a quick phone call in Oh, a my God. I didn't mean it that way. <laughs> what I meant to say was it's not on... Oh, there's repeats. Is that what's going on? What's going well, on? Well, we've just had so many magnificent mm. guests and we just worry that people might have missed some because it's on a Saturday right. night that mm. we're showing ones mm. with Jimmy Barnes and Martha Wainwright and Mia yeah. Dyson and, and really great people. And then we'll be delivering our 40 hour, 40 hour, 40 minute, <laughs> right. 40 minute versions of Rock Quiz. Because the, we've, we've, they've given us a little bit more money to make 40 minutes worth instead of just 23 and a half minutes that's, worth. That's very right. nice of them. What a great thing about repeating it is if you've taped it the first time mm. and written down all the answers hey. and people at your house don't know it's a repeat. Good one. Look like a genius. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's a lot of trouble to go one. to. It's worth it, though. And it's you know what? We're also releasing at some point a DVD of all the duets. Oh, yeah, because they are great. An I expert commentary, duets. apparently, from us. They said, and also, we'd like you to sit there, you and Brian and, and the band, and talk about what you thought of the duet on the day. I'm thinking, oh, what am I going to say? They, oh, it was good. What's you know? been your favourite? <laughs> what was your favourite duet? Uh, Chrissy Amphlett and Chris Cheney from The Living End doing oh. Stray Cats. Uh, it's a, a, um, a Rolling Stone song. Very and nice. um, they were amazing. Mm. And they enjoyed it. You can mm. tell when they get off. And also, Angry Anderson and uh, Sarah McLeod doing uh, Highway to Hell was pretty oh. good. <laughs> well, I look forward to that album. Now, look, I mentioned axing because no. Logie's host, George, well, one of about 17 Logie's yeah. hosts this year, Georgie Parker, is minus a show with Channel 9 losing patience with the struggling Sunday night program Clever. Oh. But listen to this. Officially, the show is being, quote-unquote, rested. Yeah. Oh. Rested. That's it's sort of rest. what you tell a small child when the cat's <laughs> going to be put down, isn't it, really? No, it's that's what rested. you do. No, it's what you do when you're trying to cook a good steak or a roast. You cook it to a point and then you rest it. You let oh, all the blood no. go back to the middle and then you carve for a perfect rare roast. So sometimes a roast beef is rested. <laughs> <laughs> a roast beef and a Georgie Parker program. What is the difference? Uh, we were talking on the other day about uh, which is the stupidest show on TV. There was a poll done and a lot of people called in. A lot of people couldn't get through on the phones. So in order to uh, get a few more opinions on that matter, I went uh, lurking in the car park of my, <laughs> of my local Coles once again, and here's what happened. I was wondering if you could tell me, what is the stupidest show on television? 
I've had hardly ever got time to watch it. Is there one that I'm 84 you... and I've hardly got time to go to the toilet most of the time. Okay. <laughs> well, I'd, I'd make time, sir. Just put it in your diary. Nine o'clock, punch one out. Stupidest show on TV. What is it? Aim and away. Can I ask, what are you listening to in this vehicle? Parkway Drive. And is that something that everyone could get at their local record shop? Yeah, they're a Sydney band. Up and coming. Let's just have a listen to a bit of it. Can you imagine hearing that on Triple M? Ah, f no. <laughs> Unless you run in with pistols and go, play this mother. The Deltones <laughs> once did that. <laughs> Drink a VB. Well, thanks for talking to me, Jets. Right. Parkway Drive and Il Nino. Oh, and my favourite band is The Used. And your least favourite band? Oh, Human Nature. All right, sorry to hold you up. That's right, no bonus. What's the stupidest show on television? How do I know you are from where you are? You haven't heard Get This? Nine till ten in the morning? No. So you think I could just be somebody wandering around a car park at the supermarket? Uh, yeah, but... With a like, microphone? Oh, yeah, exactly. Just asking people about the worst show on TV? Like, what kind of sick person would do that? It's not even on, is it? What's the stupidest show on television? God, that's a bloody hard thing to say. There's so many of them. <laughs> <laughs> I watched the uh, the cooking show on Channel 9 right. at uh, 11... The, the 11 o'clock is the news, 11 a.m. 11.30 is the cooking show. Then... Then comes Dr. Phil and then, uh, what is it, the uh, days of our lives. But I don't watch any of them. You don't watch any of them, but obviously you know the whole afternoon schedule. I couldn't be bothered getting off to, up to sort of switch them off. So you just sit there for hours and hours with them on, hating them, but just leaving them on. I'm retired, but I, I haven't retired my brain. So all your life has been leading up to this fantastic retirement of being angered by the television. All these uh, sit-comedies with canned laughter give me the sh You go to the pictures, you don't need canned laughter for a comedy. What if you heard yourself on the radio and there was canned laughter under it? Oh, shit, I couldn't even answer that. Would you be angry? Look, I, it's so uh, unlikely. <laughs> but I will say one thing. I think very highly of uh, South Park. <laughs> it could say and then when it got onto mainstream television, they beeped it. It just wasn't the same? It wasn't the same anymore. What about those reality ones, you know, where they lock someone in a house? After midnight, I occasionally watch Big Brother Uncut. So it's after midnight now and you've still got the TV on? Eat at midnight and go to bed at three. And can you see yourself, you know, being put into one of those Big Brother houses? I wouldn't mind it at all. There's some pretty nice chicks there. <laughs> and uh, if you were in the Big Brother house, what would your catchphrase be? Jesus, that's a hot... I'm not allowed to say Jesus, am I? Uh, I think it's a bit late to start worrying about what you've said, sir. Get this. I think everybody's mad, aren't they? You know, we're all mad. I'm mad. Really? Yeah. For census, one, two, three, four on Triple M. It's Get This right around the nation. We'll be back in a moment to talk about celebrities who have lost the plot. You'll be on for that, Julia? Always. Thank you, Jimmy Barnes. <laughs> He's still a working class oh, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Triple M at Get This. Julia Zamira has joined us. Uh, Thank you. We had Jimmy Barnes and his daughter sing on Rockwiz last mm. Saturday. How yeah. do they go together? Oh, magic. Mm. So, you know, families singing together, brothers, sisters, right. mums, dads, brilliant. And is he a good role model to his daughter, do you think? Well, yes, he is because he knew his trivia. 
Um, uh, and she said, you know, if you don't get many, she said, if I don't get many answers, it'll be fine because I'm young. But if you don't get many answers, you're really going to look like an idiot. <laughs> hey, Tony, you know how they mentioned Parkway Drive? Yeah, yeah, those guys in the in the in the vehicle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to get them into any trouble. They no. were responsible members of the community. Fair yeah. enough. Mm. Uh, I've seen Parkway Drive a couple of times. Mm. Uh, Are they as good as those blokes were suggesting? They're pretty good. Right. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty fast, pretty loud, you know, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But the reason I bring it up is because I saw them in this uh, venue in Sydney called the mm. Gaelic Club, which if anyone's ever been there, it's got two levels, a bottom level and a top level. And it's under 18s up top and right. sort of all ages down the bottom. And anyway, the place was sort of going off, you know, running around, you know, moshing or whatever, whatever. And I saw a shoe kind of fall from the top <laughs> and right. land on someone. And I thought, oh, hang on, someone's lost a shoe. But instead of that, the, people, the person who the shoe hit sort of looked up and put their arms up as if to catch someone. And then kids were jumping from the top level <gasps> down to the bottom. And Jeez. the signal to catch us, to catch them, is you drop a shoe, and when it hits you, you go, oh, okay, time to catch a kid. What? Is that right? Is that standard practice? Uh, look, no, probably not, but I saw it happen. And then I turned to my friend who went there a lot. I said, hey, wow, see that? And he's like, yeah, you just got to make sure you catch them. I got hit in the back of the head with a kid once, really hurt. <laughs> <laughs> so the lesson there is if you're in a venue and you get hit by a shoe, catch that fucking <laughs> Be a hero. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Of course, there is a downside to partying, and that is... Uh, Chaos on the roads. Oh, no. There's a story in the Melbourne Herald Sun today. And, of course, there's nothing funny about car accidents um, at all, except possibly this one. A teen has been arrested after a smash with a bus ended a police chase yesterday. It was all very serious. Somebody mm. could have been injured, obviously. But if you have a look at this, the kid, 19-year-old uh, bloke, has been charged with reckless conduct, endangering life, a number of other uh, things. There he is. He's... he's Tried to oh, get away yeah. from the cops. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's driven into a bus. If you have a look at the picture, it's called the party bus. <laughs> he hit the he's, party bus. He, he's literally crashed the party. <laughs> and But have a look at that. There's, if you're on the party bus and a 19-year-old just springs right into you, go, that's a top night. Oh. Have you ever been yelled at by the party bus? Whenever the party bus drives past, inevitably there's like six blokes with devil's horns hanging out a window just going, yeah. Yeah. and just waiting for hey, the fallen shoe. Sometimes they whistle and, you know, if you haven't had any for that day. Is that right? Bored, oh, wow. <laughs> so that's that's the kind of action you're chasing, Julia, trawling <laughs> for drunken party goers. Oh, sometimes when I'm streets. feeling a little down. I think it's time to climb yes. Talkback Mountain. Yeah. <laughs> no idea what that was. It does mean the segment has begun. We want to talk about celebrities who have lost the plot. What's the see you go? That, that suggests... Oh, what's that last bit? What was the last bit of it? Oh, well, next it's... time we play it. <laughs> We've got the team from Hanna-Barbera <laughs> producing the show today. Uh, what about Terry Hatcher? What do you make of her? Mm. I remember her as that as Lois. Yeah. Lois and Clark, oh, yeah. and she was a new, young, exciting talent. Now oh. she's just become a little bit, I'm um, the best. Well, listen mm. to this. She is to become one of the highest earning women in the world. Oh, gee. After complaining she was not being paid enough. It's that simple. Fair it's enough. That apparently. simple. Uh, Hatcher's earnings are set to soar to $8.4 million after what? she won wow. a new deal from the producer uh, from Disney to promote a video game, online clothing store, and board game linked to Desperate Housewives. Board game? Boy, was that a video game? Yes. What would you video? do? What would you do? Dress them. Undress them. <laughs> dress right, them again. <laughs> Undress them again. Bury them. Wasn't that the big thing at the beginning? <laughs> <laughs> it's 
started with a dead person. Yeah. And so she's earning all this money off the show, off the video games, uh, exploiting her own um, abuse, apparently, is uh, <laughs> good for a bit of coin going by her recent behaviour. But have a look at this photo, and I haven't shown this to you guys no, before. No, This is from the Who magazine last no, week. Yes. That is a picture of Terry Hatcher out Ooh, jogging, and look at wow. those... Look at those legs. Wow. That makes my legs look like Jonathan Coleman's. <laughs> it does a bit. That is, and that's an unpleasant no, image to put into know, people's minds. Look, she's over 40. We'll all be there in a minute. You know, she's gone. I've lost a bit of weight. I'll keep going. I'll keep going because it's a cry for help. And wow. she's now going to become the Julie Roberts of the television world by saying, I want this many monies. This much monies, please. And, <laughs> and get it. She'll probably get it because she's supposedly the linchpin of the show. Skinny celebrities. Have a look at uh, Posh Spice. She certainly lost the plot. Oh, here we go. Look at that. Hang on. Wheel! Oh, yeah. Look, look you know. Electric slide whistle. But come on, po- you know, credit. Let's give credit where it's due. Mm. At least Posh has not sung a single note yes, since that's she true. got married. Oh, You've yes. got to go. Well done there. You know. <laughs> Thank for small She's got some idea about where her limitations are. Small mercies. Have a look at that. Though. <laughs> She's got... It doesn't matter... The thing about Posh Spice is it doesn't matter how much work she has done sculpting and sucking fat from her body <laughs> and redistributing her own organs. <laughs> She's she's stuck with that nose yeah. of the people from the local shop from the League of Gentlemen. Oh, don't you're you reckon, hilarious. Don't you reckon she's got that nose? She does. <laughs> you know, you'd, you'd you send her over the over the top if you sent her a little note like that. If she heard this, she's going. No. <laughs> I'm not that local. Uh, any celebrities you think have lost the plot just off the top of your head? Oh, Who's really? There's just so many, but mm. I suppose my favourite really will always be Nicole Kidman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Only because she goes on about, you know, I don't want anyone taking photos. And you go, but you're in Vanity Fair every month. How does that work? Mm-hmm. I think, yeah. yeah. And But often the photos don't come out because of her dazzling, shiny forehead. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and then she does things like Keith Urban. What's going on there? And so she won't go on The Simpsons. She said no to The Simpsons. Right? Now, well. Stephen Hawking has been yeah, on yeah, The Simpsons. very yeah. funny. Is that Nicole Kidman the first person to say no to wow. going on I The Simpsons? Wow, No sense of humour. Mm. Taking yourself a little bit too seriously. Going over the top has lost the plot. Oh, give her the sound. Wow. Electric slide whistle. We, we want to hear from you. Which celebrities do you think have completely lost it? Have gone nah, nah. There is a number to call. Here it is. one triple three five three. Thank you very much, Kelly Clarkson. Oh yeah, since you've oh, been Kelly, <laughs> was that an all year from you, Ed? No, I, I was, I was, I lost my headphones. So I was just trying to contribute. Okay, are the no, young people into the Kelly Clarkson? Is that what they? Some are. When they're not catching falling uh, shoes <laughs> and hanging from the booze bus, <laughs> serenading Julia Zamiro, our co-host yeah. this morning. Here, get this a triple M. We're we're uh, climbing a certain mountain. <laughs> Talkback Mountain, we want to know which celebrities have lost the plot because there's never a shortage of them. Nope. I think we might have someone on the line. Who have we got first? Amanda, are you there? Hi, guys. Oh, Hi, Amanda. <laughs> Thank God someone's there. We're never <laughs> sure here at the Haunted Studio. <laughs> Who do you think has lost it? Oh, look, hands down, it would have to be Paris Hilton without a doubt. Oh, Paris Hilton, right. <laughs> Although, as, as Julia pointed out during the, during the song, is that a suggestion that she had it at some point? Look, yeah, I mean, with parents like um, Kathy and Rick Hilton, it, she probably didn't have much of a chance. What are they like? I've, I've never read anything or known well, anything about them. Well, look, 
I mean, she's just got that frozen look on her face and every single photograph you've seen, she's just tilted to the side and she's got mm. that ridiculous look. Yes. But I actually saw a picture of her mum in a magazine and it just summed up why her daughter's like that. She had um, a mesh top on with no bra oh. underneath. Yeah, her mother did. So, you know, it's no wonder Paris is as uh, skanky as she is. Yeah. Look, Amanda, I, I would love to believe, I would love to believe that Paris was once, you know, a law student at university, you know, working two <laughs> night jobs just to make it, you know, and have a plot. But it's just so hard to fathom, as you uh, say. It is a great yeah. look that, that she does. In fact, um, my wife doesn't uh, drink very much, but one day she got really off her nut. <laughs> And she did this fantastic... She was doing the Paris Hilton look. I just had her doing it all night. And then she's never been able to get it again. Oh. You can't... It's a look you cannot do sober. Oh, I'm, look. I'm in so much trouble. Yeah, wow. Tony <laughs> looks genuinely scared. Her, dad, her dad's going to be calling her right now. What's this? What is I hearing on the radio? I just, I just don't understand how... Uh, with that kind of image, it's just uh, just ridiculous. I think you're driving through a bridge, Amanda. Yeah, thanks, Amanda. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, we've got Barbara on the line. Are you there, Barbara? I'm here. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from South Frankston. Oh, oh yeah. that's Mick Malloy country. Is it really? Yeah, he's from <laughs> Frankston. Is there a statue of him yet? Uh, not at this stage. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't last long, nah. I'm guessing. <laughs> and who do you think's lost it? Oh, undoubtedly Tom Cruise. Oh. Yes. What? Yep. Which uh, bit of behaviour in particular? Well, the jumping on the couch comes to mind, first of all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the carry-on about this no no noise when you give birth, this all sort of rubbish. I oh. mean, what's that about? Have you, uh, have you actually given birth yourself, Barbara? Uh, five times. Five wow. times? Wow. And were any... Under the peak. And, were there... <laughs> and so silence just simply impossible, correct? Absolutely. Right. Wow. Have you, did you ever have, like, uh, what are they called, twins or triplets or five individuals? No, five individuals. Wow. Oh, gee. Five mm. times the trouble. Wow. Okay. And so were the signs up? Scream louder? <laughs> make more noise when you were giving birth? Listen, I was quiet compared to some around me, trust me. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, Tom Cruise, he's certainly, uh, that's, that's probably our... He's uh, mental, as they say, at school. There you he's go. gone nuts. Uh, have we got Lynn on the line? Lynn, are you there? Yes, I am. Who do you think's lost it? I think Bert Newton's lost the plot. Oh. I think he can't close his eyes anymore, and I find that hair quite ridiculous. His face just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. <laughs> Controversial. <laughs> yeah, Controversial. Wow. There's quite a lot going on there. Hang yeah, on, let me just get this right. So he, he can't close his eyes anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, dear. That's Is that a new true? one. Yeah. I think that last lot of surgery just went really wrong. <laughs> That's, you know, um, did you ever see there was a great documentary a few years ago about Liberace? Oh, I've been to the Liberace Museum. <laughs> it's got, <laughs> it's the greatest place. Have. And there's a piano in yeah. the lift. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and, and he did this great thing where there's a, vid a video of him and, uh, and he's like, well, my guests were getting cold, so I got my backyard carpeted. Right, so he put carpet down in his backyard, and then the interviewer said, um, uh, did, did, "Did that solve the problem?" He said, "No, I had to put heaters up as well." <laughs> and that I think that's the first impression you've done on the show. Yeah, wow, well, it's the only one I know. So there we go. <laughs> Very nice. But he, he uh, apparently, yes, had so much plastic surgery, he 
had to sleep with his eyes open. Wow. Wouldn't that be a creepy sight? Oh, that's very creepy. Wow. Although you'd have to be in Liberace's bedroom to enjoy it. Yeah, very creepy oh. itself. <laughs> but I'm sure that's not going on at Bert's place. I wouldn't want to suggest no, that. Absolutely no, not. no, Absolutely not. Are you still there, Lynn? Yes, I am. Sorry, we just got to say <laughs> Sorry, we were just having a conversation hey. amongst ourselves. Yeah. Do, you watch, do you watch Family Feud yeah, to keep an eye on I have him? seen it a couple of times, but I find it quite sad. I think you really should have left it at the morning show. Well, wow. he just needs a show where he can have Go a bit more yeah. air, yeah. a bit more <laughs> Space in the program. Do what he wants. If you so watch him try to walk down the stairs, he looks like an old person. He can't put one foot in front of the other. He looks like he's going to fall over. Just oh. let wow. him sit and talk to people <laughs> yeah, and be funny yeah. rather than have a million bells and whistles and things for him to keep up with. Yeah. He's trying to keep up with that suitcase program. <laughs> all those suitcases. Is, what was that for? Man. Oh, wow. Piers <laughs> just dropped in a can. That wasn't even a joke. <laughs> This studio really is yeah, haunted. Yeah. It is. Uh, thanks. Uh, thanks for everyone thanks, who, who called us up with us. Who was the one you mentioned? Because as you say, Julia, it has to be someone who really had it. and then Well, well like Bert. Um, you know, if you recall Rumblefish, a magnificent film. Yeah. Uh, a couple of film, I do believe. Mm. With your Nicolas Cage, your Matt Dillon and your Mickey Rourke, who oh, plays right. Motorcycle Boy. Yeah, you know, yeah, And is the older, spunkier, kind of wise brother. Mm. And then after that... Kept getting into punch-ups, drinking, plastic surgery. Oh, yeah. And even though he did a great film, Barfly, by himself, yeah. with Faye uh, Dunaway. That was early on, though. There's yeah. been, since then, Harley Davidson oh. and the Marlboro Man. Uh, oh. Domino. Ouch. Oh. And too many photos in the who. And it's just distracting. But as someone pointed out to me, in Sin City, Hmm. where he's wearing all this gear on his face. Yeah. Looks great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because for the once, you're not distracted by the face. Oh. Yeah. Well, he became a professional boxer, didn't he? Oh, yeah. that's right. For a while, he went into the... There you go. That's yeah. why. He went into the ring for a while. Yeah. There's levels of professionalism. There. Oh, see. <laughs> Robert De Niro did it for a couple of months for Raging Bull and then got off. Yeah. Have you seen that guy? That, uh, I, don't, I don't know if he counts as a celebrity who's lost the plot, but I, the, the um, <laughs> photographs of that dude that... Um, Wants to look like a Ken doll. He's had oh. like 30 something yeah. operations to look exactly like a Ken doll. Yeah. Let's lose him. Looks great. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he ever had the block. No. We'll be back with more. Get this in just a moment. Get this. It's only been going for a week. <laughs> I mean, for heaven's sake, can we get a sense of proportion? For census, one, two, three, four on Triple M. It's Get This on Triple M and, uh, you know, I'm learning more about Ed every... He just <laughs> just before we went to this song, he said, I bought a three-piece corduroy suit on the weekend. Brown. Brown. <laughs> we need to know more about that. Next on Get This. Triple M. Oh, is this, this is a great song. That's Robert Palmer. I John, love that song. Yeah, Johnny Mary, it's got a moral, has it? Uh, well, really? it's about a dysfunctional relationship, and I think we can mm. learn a lot about our lives <laughs> through right. a song. Mm. I must start listening to the lyrics yeah. of the songs on the program. Mm. What does it say about someone if they're rolling down the road trying to loosen their load with seven women on their <laughs> mind, Julia? Has that one come up on Rockwiz yet? <laughs> What's that from? It well has. Is, what we is have. that? Is that the Eagles? That's hell. It is. All right. Rolling down the road trying to loosen my load. I got seven <laughs> women on my mind. It's really hard to drive when you've got seven women on your mind. Oh, yeah. Have you ever tried that? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a nightmare. One who wants to shoot me too, want to kick me in three, who says she's a friend of mine. Or something. It's a nightmare scenario when you're driving. Nightmare <laughs> scenario. Uh, did you say that uh, you brought a three-piece brown yeah. corduroy yeah. suit on the weekend? Oh, yeah. 
Is that uh, going to be on the website? You're going to be wearing that? Yeah, whatever. Uh, yeah, I bought it because I was uh, in, a, in an op shop with a friend. And I can never buy clothes. I, they, just, they just don't think For that... people at home who have never seen Ed, he's a giant. Yeah. Hulking. Hulking would be the word. <laughs> okay. Looming. Uh, all right. Enough, enough looming out of you, Martin. Uh, and he... <laughs> anyway, so I, we were in this op shop and he said, oh, you should buy that suit. And I said, oh, I'll try it on. And it fit. Like, the jacket doesn't fit, but jackets never fit me, so that's fine. Right. And I put it on, and I thought I was going out on Saturday night, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to wear my new suit. It's going to be awesome. I walked out, out onto, uh, onto the main street, I was walking towards the bar. The first car that drove past, a dude <laughs> looked at me, went, sat back in the car, sort of nodded his head, leaned back out of the car and yelled, Poof! <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And then, but then later on, someone else came up to me and said, um, excuse me, can I stroke your suit? And I said, sure. Right. Oh, it was see? awesome. Did was you look back at him and go, poof? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it works both ways. Yeah, it's pretty it? awesome. <laughs> rub it up, rub it down. Makes quite up, an incredible sound. Mm, yeah. We'll, uh, <laughs> we'll all have a feel. <laughs> <laughs> that is a great sound. Yeah. Fat person walking down to the shops. That was a bit quick for pants. a fat person. There we go. <laughs> it was more of a Hannibal Lecter, Julia. Thank you for oh, clearing that up. <laughs> Here's a story we haven't got to. Listen to this. A US factory worker sent a letter bomb to his plastic surgeon because he was unhappy wow. with his $11,000 penis enlargement. <laughs> Brett Steidler faces jail after admitting posting the device, which now qualifies as a, a weapon of mass destruction, what? unlike the contents of his trousers. <laughs> um, Hang on, what do you get unhappy? for 11 grand? Oh, yeah, sorry, Julia. Well, you know, what does he get for $11,000? Was, was it bigger? Or? Was, it, I'm assuming it was intended to make things bigger. Was he unhappy because it wasn't as big? or? It doesn't say. Oh. Mm. But he's because the letter bomb is uh, classified as a weapon of mass destruction, he can now be charged with terrorism. Oh, wow. Gee, just because of his willy. <laughs> <laughs> he's sent to Guantanamo <laughs> Bay. What are you in for? Plotting the retribution against the United States? What about you? Not very happy with me dick operation. <laughs> Wow. Wow. To gonad jihad. <laughs> Let's talk about that. I believe in the destruction of the infidel. I believe it should just be a little bit longer. <laughs> that's, that's our big story. We're, we're getting out on the dick chokes, Julia. Uh, I'm sorry you've come in today. Uh, no, I mean, I I'm not sorry it. you've come in today. I'm no. sorry that you've come in on and Dick Chokes Monday. Not hey, we didn't get to it, but uh, Eurobeat. Julia's in a sweet new play about the Eurovision Song Contest. It's a contest. musical comedy. starts in May. Based yeah. around the Eurovision Song Contest. Oh, it's like going there, being there. And I'm hosting with Jason Geary, and you get to see amazing singers and dancers sing 12 original songs. And uh, what is the thing that's on tonight? The song for the soccer news. <laughs> 8.30 SVS. And Rock Quiz, when's that on? 9.15 SBS Saturdays. Anything else you want to mention? I love you. Ah, oh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's a treat. Nobody has said that before on the program. <laughs> We've only been going a week. Thanks uh, for everyone who, who tuned in. And, of course, I think, well, it's not a key phrase, but the key song today is... Say it with me. We can't <laughs> uh, no gas. Say it. We can't uh, no gas. That so is the new Australian it. National uh, Anthem. <laughs> And we'll be back tomorrow with Wayne Hope. And it's all thanks to our very good friends at Census. One, two, three, four.